0: Good morning, today is uh, Monday, January 30th, 2023. This is a special meeting of the Building Inspection Commission. I would like to remind everyone to please mute yourself if you're not speaking. And the first item on the agenda is roll call. Um, President Beto. Here. um, Vice President Tim. um, He is here and um, he's on the call and expect it. Commissioner Alexander Toot. is present Commissioner Newman here Commissioner Shattuck's, here and Commissioner Summer here okay, we have a quorum and next is our land acknowledgment
1: The Building Inspection Commission acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatush Ohlone. We are the original who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula as the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramitish have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramitish community and by affirming their sovereign rights as first people.
0: Thank you. Um, Next for any members of the public that are listening and calling in, our public comment call-in number is 415-655-0001. The access code is 2488-282-6640. To raise your hand for public comment on a specific agenda item, press star three when prompted by the meeting moderator. And also the WebEx webinar password is 0130. Okay, next, our next item is uh, item two, uh, discussion and possible action on the proposed budget of the Department of Building Inspection for fiscal years 2023, 2024, and 2024,
2: 2025. Good morning, commissioners, members of the public. Alex Koskinen, Deputy Director, Administration. So we're here today to discuss the budget for the next two years and I'll say it now and I will reiterate it throughout the presentation but the budget is in a very preliminary stage right now. We're still developing our budget and we DBI is very much looking forward to working with the commission, the public, all stakeholders to ensure that the department is able to function properly and meet all of the commitments it needs to meet and really, do what it can to help benefit the city and navigate this difficult economic climate that we currently find ourselves in. And so can we go to the presentation, the first slide, please? So this is a bit about the schedule, what to expect from the budget process. We are currently in the first of two special budget meetings. This is the kickoff meeting to solicit uh, proposals from the commission, from the public, and to show what the current state of things are, what little has been uh, determined so far. The next special meeting will be February 14th. That is one week before the department's budget submission is due. And hopefully it will be more of a finalizing and, and um, final approval from from the commission of what we discuss now and, and put in over the next few weeks. Then on February 21st, the department submits its formal proposal for the next two year um, budget to the mayor's budget office and the controller's office. Then from after that in February through June is what's known as the mayor's phase of the budget where the mayor's budget office works with DBI and adds the mayor's priorities and um, any other technical changes that may happen. And then on June 1st, the mayor will submit her uh, proposed two-year budget, which will be built off of the department submission, but may include other changes. Then in June, the Board of Supervisors reviews the mayor's proposed budget they will hold hearings and the budget and legislative analyst uh, will ask questions and there will be more opportunity for public feedback. In late July, the in, and also in June, in the Board of Supervisors phase of the budget, the supervisors may cut items from the budget and add back other other items, they are allowed to add back up to the amount that they cut. Then in, and that is the uh, the budget committee of the board, it's not the full board. Once the committee appro- votes to approve their modified version of the mayor's budget, then in late July, the budget will go to the full board. Once they approve, then the, mayor's, the mayor will sign the budget and it will become final. Next slide please. So now we're getting into the numbers themselves. and again to reiterate, these are very preliminary uh, upon instruction from the mayor's office. Many policy decisions were purposefully omitted from this department from our department's submission. And so as, you, as the commission is aware and the public may be aware, DBI is undergoing a fee study and the results of that fee study will not be ready until approximately April. And so the results of that fee study will be incorporated into the budget in the mayor's phase of the budget. And so likely what will be revenue increases will happen then. So some of these numbers that you see here, especially use of fund balance, um, will likely come down in the mayor's phase. However, those policy decisions have not been made yet. So to walking through the revenue side, um, the different columns show prior year, walking, walking through all five. The first column shows the previous fiscal year 22, 23, Adopted budget Next column shows our proposed budget for the first year of our two-year budget 23 24 and The following column shows the change between the two the fourth column shows the second year the 24 25 proposed budget and the um, Final column shows the year-over-year change from 25 to 24 so the most significant change on this page is the charge for services. So that is our the majority of our revenue. Those are our permit fees. Uh, upon discussions with our Deputy Director of Permit Services, Neville Pereira, he, it's very difficult to protect, to project these revenues. It's hard to know what projects will be built, what projects will be planned, what will come in when but from discussions that Neville has had and from the revenues that we have been seeing, the worst case that we can imagine that we expect would be an 18% drop in permit revenue year year over year. And so we have conservatively assumed that that will take place. And so that $8.6 million Year-over-year change from 23 to 24 we are hoping that that does not come true, but we feel at this point it is most responsible to assume the Low end of the revenue spectrum and to spend and save accordingly We have two new revenues um, totaling about 1.7 million dollars The first one is not really new. It's just an acknowledgement that all EDRT all peer review Will be recovered by the department and so The department will not the the expenses for plan review all of that will be recovered. So This is this is more of a technical entry and not a new thing Um, The third line down also is new revenue, but there are corresponding expenditure increases. So items two and three do not really have a net impact on the budget. The disability access transfer function, there are inspections currently done by the Mayor's Office of Disability that are um, in the building code, supposed to be done by DBI. So to acknowledge that, that that function will be transferred to DBI. However, there are associated revenues with that work. So we are assuming at this point that it will not affect DBI's bottom line. Interest in investment income, this is is the interest that we accrue on our fund balance. So the controller's office will project exactly what that will be. and really that's determined, it's hard to project, but it's determined on the, the interest that the city gets on its entire pool of, of savings. Licenses, uh, permits, and franchises, that is entirely the apartment license fee. This, we are holding steady. However, this is a very conservative projection we feel. In the prior two years, we have received more than, than budgeted and We don't feel that, we feel this is a fairly stable source of revenue, there aren't big changes to the number of apartment buildings in the city. And so this is revenue we can count on, we may be able to increase some, and also the fee study will inform what the appropriate fee level will be. Operating transfers in, this is a technical entry, this is from Board of Supervisors, Addbacks. backs, so as I had mentioned, during the Board of Supervisors phase of the budget, they can make cuts and add things to the budget, and in, a, in the previous year, they added a $300,000 item, so this is a transfer in from the general fund. Our expenditure recoveries are modest. The services that we perform for other departments uh, are relatively small compared to the overall budget, we are investigating, as part of the fee study, potentially collecting additional revenues for unfunded work that the department does for other departments, so this may grow some. But at this point, it is premature to increase that. And the last two lines should be looked at together. Really, it's the department's accumulated savings, how much we need to use to balance the budget. The First year of the budget, we're just showing all of it in use of fund balance. So there's no change from the previous adopted budget. Year two last year is now year one this year. So we need to use $33.6 million of our savings to balance the budget. This is much higher than we'd like. We have made proposals to the mayor's office to bring this number down, however, As previously discussed, those policy decisions and revenue increases, we were instructed to not add those to the budget. So use of fund balance remains what it was in the last approved budget for year one. Now for year two, that uh, is a brand new year and we, in order to close the budget, assuming no revenue changes, we need to use the entire remaining fund balance of about $21.1 million to balance the budget. And the difference between 23, 24, 24, 25 revenue on that, on the first line, the charges for services, uh, we also have to assume an increase of about $14 million as a result of the fee study, but we don't specifically know what that will be at this time. So much much of the revenue side of DBI's budget really depends on the results of the fee study and policy decisions from the mayor's office. Next slide, please. Moving to the expenditure side of the budget, I'd like to acknowledge that I believe A large portion of the public is here today to speak about the CBO community-based organization grants that the department currently, um, these programs that the department currently funds. And I'd like to stress to everybody watching at home and everybody in the audience here that no policy decisions have been made, no request has been made to reduce or eliminate any of these services to any organizations. Um, The department budget submission currently assumes that all current services will continue to be funded by DBI, however, DBI has requested that the mayor's office partially uh, partially or completely fund these services, so we have requested a transfer of general fund dollars to DBI to fund this work. So no one, to my knowledge, is making any proposed changes to any scope of work that is currently being done, only the funding of the work. We are hoping to transfer money from general fund to DBI to fund this work. So, Moving through on the expenditure side, the columns are the same, and I will move move down through these quickly. Salary and fringe benefits, so the change from last year is primarily due to COLA increases. So the difference between 23 to 24 is cost of living increases that are built into the union memorandum of understandings that are negotiated by the city every three years so those are outside of the department's control same for 24-25 that those increases are largely um largely cola the exception to that is um some of the the transfer of function that I, we had mentioned, or that I had mentioned, from the mayor's office of disability, we are envisioning two new positions for inspectors to do that work. However, that work would be funded by revenue that you saw on the previous page, so it will not affect DBI's bottom line. And the final change worth, the final significant change worth worth mentioning on the labor side, is a realignment of. Positions, permit tech. Two there many years ago. There was a change uh, of of class where a certain job class fourteen oh eight. I forgot it's some administrative class. The the exact classification name escapes me. But those were changed to permit techs. And in that change, there was also a change to the memorandums of understanding where. Staff who were previously allowed to supervise other staff per their memorandums of understanding are no longer able to in this new job class that they, they are now. So, in order to keep the previous function, functional structure of the department, we are proposing to increase or, or change, substitute many Permit Tech 2 positions to Permit Tech 3s so that they are able to supervise. And we are able to keep our same organizational structure, the same org chart. Without this change, um, we would have, to, one top level manager would be forced to supervise up to 14 staff, which organizationally doesn't, doesn't make sense. And anything beyond really five, six people, uh, accountability begins to suffer. And and so we feel that this change is important. And that would be approximately uh, $200,000 to substitute all the permit tech twos to permit tech threes. And of course those positions, hiring for those positions would go through a full competitive civil service hiring process, which would be open to Everyone and our HR would reach out to as many places as possible to ensure that a diverse candidate pool was was, uh, was found. So moving on, overhead and allocations, the third line down. This is uh, citywide overhead that the department pays for, that all departments pay for. It's the share of, CITY ATTORNEY COSTS THAT ARE NOT DIRECTLY BILLED. IT'S THE BOARD OF SUPERVISORS SALARY. IT'S THE CITY ADMINISTRATORS SALARY. SO THESE ARE GENERAL OVERHEAD COSTS THAT ARE SHARED BY ALL CITY DEPARTMENTS BUT NOT DIRECTLY BILLED FOR. SO THE CONTROLLER'S OFFICE SETS THIS AMOUNT. AND WE DO NOT HAVE CONTROL OF IT. IT WILL INVARIABLY CHANGE AS DEPARTMENTS DEVELOP THEIR BUDGETS and, AND CHANGE THEIR COSTS. Then. The controller's office will spread those costs and, and they will change. Non-personnel services, so these are professional services, rentals, intangible items is is how I like to think of it. And we are making some, this now we're getting into really the discretionary spending of the department and here we are proposing to reduce about 700,000 between materials and supplies and non-personnel services, discretionary spending, so the 1.5 million you see here is um, an acknowledgement of the reduction in in discretionary spending and some other non-recurring items that had happened in 22-23 that will not continue. The next line, grants, so these are the community-based organization services. You can see that the amounts are unchanged from what had been budgeted previously. $5.2 million was what was approved last year for fiscal year 23-24. That amount remains unchanged for 24-25. So the only request here, DBI's request here was for the mayor's office to give us revenue. So if they were to agree that on the previous revenue page, we would add a $5.2 million transfer revenue from the general fund. Again, I'd like to stress that nobody is proposing that these services be reduced, eliminated, changed in any way, only the funding source in order to help DVI navigate these challenging economic times. The next line, materials and supplies. These are, again, tangible small items below $5,000 per item with a useful life of a year or less. And we are, DBI's budget is not large to begin with, but we are further cutting where we can to recognize the difficult economic situation we find ourselves in. Programmatic projects, so these are, we are eliminating these and acknowledging that at this time we do not know of we, we do not plan on undertaking any multi multi-year capital projects, continuing projects. Some previous year projects included illegal in law unit program, soft story program, but we do not know of any of those projects on the horizon and Again due to the economic climate we find ourselves in, we do not feel it is appropriate to undertake any long-term commitments and the last line services of other departments these are work orders these are services that other departments provide to DBI so city attorney services, um, controller's office financial systems, and various various other uh, we workers comp from the human resources department and we are proposing various reductions to these work orders and Some of them many were approved last year. You can see in year two of last year's budget uh, Fiscal year 23 24 was taken down from 26 20.6 million to 17.4 million we have requested additional reductions. However, those are policy decisions for the mayor's office and negotiations that we need to have with other departments. So they have not been finalized yet and are not yet assumed here, but we are hopeful that this number will continue to fall. So next slide, please. So before I talk about the the fund balance, I'd just like to acknowledge and reiterate that DBI finds itself in a very difficult, challenging economic climate. Since the pandemic uh, requests for for new building permits have drastically reduced. Our revenue has fallen approximately a third in the past few years. And this, our, our, The department's expenditures are largely labor and so are very inflexible. And in order to provide the same types of services, we need to spend approximately the same amount. Um, And there's also a lot of new work that that the department is required to do that did not exist before. The department has changed dramatically in the past few years. It has undertaken significant reform measures to uh, improve the public trust and improve stewardship of city funds and make sure that DBI processes are transparent and fair and proper. And those reforms include things like a new compliance manager and various other initiatives that create additional work and have additional expense but don't necessarily generate additional revenue. So cutting expenditures is, is very difficult and while we do have less permit related work, our overall level of work is, remains the same or has in some cases increased. In fact, I believe a report just recently came out that showed that DBI's uh, funded vacancy rate was at zero. All funded positions that the department has are currently filled, and there is no, no room to reduce labor further, we believe, at this point. However, we, again, we will see what the result of the fee study is, what the result of the mayor's policy decisions are, and reassess. So with that said, uh, our fund balance currently, our available fund balance, our fund balance available for appropriation, uncommitted to any other source, this year is twenty-one point one million dollars. In order to balance the budget, we are currently using all of it, as previously stated. The first year of the budget, twenty-three twenty-four as previously approved last year for year two of the budget. We're using 33.6, that remains unchanged. And so the total $54.7 million of fund balance is currently uh, proposed to be used for the next two years and that represents all of our available fund balance. In addition to that, $8 million of continuing appropriations, so these are continuing projects, part of the illegal soft story program, or the illegal in law unit program, the soft story program, and some other older projects, remaining balances. We are proposing to deappropriate those, so an additional $8 million on top of that, totaling around $60 million. Uh, And fourth item here on the page, as previously mentioned on the revenue slide, The difference between the growth from 23-24 to 24-25 is $13.6 million of revenue that we currently do not have the details of but are confident that the fee study will, will address. So it is really just a plug recognizing that in order to not reduce expenditures we must submit a balanced budget. We are assuming that the fee study will result in at least a $13.6 million revenue increase when we have confirmed that that is okay with the mayor's office for now. But again, that will be um, discussed in the mayor's phase of the budget. So next slide, please. That's the final slide and I'd be happy to answer any questions.
0: Thank you. Uh, we'll take public comment first, and then uh, commissioner uh, discussion questions. And two uh, minutes. <laughs> excuse me. Before you start, I'm sorry. We're um, sure. for the members of the public. We're going to limit the public comment to two minutes due to the number of speakers that we have present. So you um, can. You okay. oh, can. I have yeah. a handout. Okay.
3: Good morning, my name is Jerry Durantler and the comments I will be making today refer to the handout you just received. Section one shows the 85.5 million expense budget for 23-24, 58 million or 68% of the budget is for employment costs. The next largest expenditures are 17 million for charges for other city departments and 5 million in grants to organizations that work with SROs. of employment costs exceeds DBI's plan check fees and permit fees by $17 million. The current revenue budget is unable to fund current employee salaries and benefits. A 20% increase in fees would only raise an additional $8 million. You have a $39 million problem. 39% of your budget is funded with a one-time use of reserves. Dick, excuse me, DBI and BIC can't count on higher fees to solve the long-term expense problem. The number of employees is the problem. Section three shows there were 255 2018 DBI full-time equivalent employees. What is the budgeted number this year? The schedule at the bottom of the page summarizes the 327 full-time equivalent employees in the annual survey ordinance. 138 or 42% of the DBI employees have the word inspector in their job title. 87 or 27% of the employees have the word permit technician. DBI needs to reduce clerical positions and look at re-engineering the inspection process. Thank you very much.
0: Next speaker.
4: Uh, so she requires interpretation. Is it okay if we take a little longer? Yes. Thank you. Hello. i Hi everyone, my name
5: is Amy, I am a community organizer from SO Families United Collaborative. I work with monolingual low-income families in Chinatown's single-room occupancies. I hope the Department of Building Inspections will not reduce the budget for SL SO Families United Collaborative because CBI's funding is essential to our work to support SL SO families. I have lived in an SO that had major maintenance issues for four years.
4: Oh my god. Oh okay. 我曾經, uh, Hei, Through the
5: help of organizers from SO Families United Collaborative, other tenants and I learned that we could ask landlords to make repairs and we deserve the right to live in a safe building. And we also learned how to contact city inspectors. This was truly an empowering
4: experience. (laughs) Liu 要求月子維修的權利
5: I have been an organizer for seven years now. Every week, single room occupancy organizers and I knock door to door to see how SL families are doing, learn more about their building conditions, document any co-violation, and promptly address these issues for the proper maintenance and repair services. We provide workshops and training for our families. We train 30 community leaders every year, educate tenants about the SF building code and their right to request repairs from landlords. We also host many Community outreach
4: activities and provide important information and resources to the community. Mote 亦是我们真正诡辩家庭的生活条件
5: It takes a lot of time for families to trust us, to tell us their problems in the buildings, and it takes a lot of trust for families to come to us for help. And that's why our work as SR organizers is so important. I have built trust with families not only because we speak the same language and come from similar backgrounds, but also because we genuinely care about improving families' living conditions. Families come to us for help if they have a problem in their buildings, and we always do our best to help the family. We have successfully improve conditions of many SO buildings because of the support from DBI. Please continue to fund the SL Families United Collaborative Program so we can continue our work in improving families living conditions and providing essential services. Thank
6: you.
7: Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. 5年前通過一次樓宇維修認識了滑溪中心 並加入了散房團結會最后我们找到散房团结会的帮助 并为, 呃, 并给未成年儿童提供活动空间
5: Hi, my name is Chun Mei. I came to find out about Chinatown CDC through my building repair issues five years ago, and I joined the SO Families United Collaborative to this incident. Today I urge commissioners to not cut the budget for SO Families United Collaborative because the work of SOFU has been do- the work that SOFU has been doing is extremely important to us. People living in SOs with low income and minimal English proficiencies. Two months ago, the water heater at our SO building was damaged, and there was no hot water for a month, which had already affected the lives of every resident living in the building. We called it the landlord, but as soon as he heard the words water heater, he hung up immediately, and he didn't even bother to pick up our calls later. Finally, we got the help from SRO Families United Collaborative and through its coordination with the landlord, the landlord finally changed his attitude towards residents. The landlord eventually replaced the old heater with a new water heater. Everyone could finally live a normal life again. SROFU does not only provide services to help us better understand building regulations. Their organizers also visit us every week, provide us with educational workshops, host activities, and provide important resources for us. SOFU has given our SO family so much help and support, and it's impossible for me to list everything they have done for us in these two minutes. So I hope all commissioners do not cut the budget for SOFU. Your support is very important to us. Thank you.
8: 大家好,我叫阿仙 遲多次溝通都沒有安排師傅來維修 Hi, everyone. My name is Fong San Wu. My family of
9: four has been living in the SO unit in Chinatown for six years. I'm here today hoping that DBI will not cut any budget for SRO, Families United. During the two or three years of pandemic, life was extremely difficult for us families in SROs. I remember when the pandemic started, everyone stayed at home. And we all cooked more frequently, Um, the stoves, are breaking down more frequently too. At one time, the stove was only broken, but after that, all four or five of them were broken. And we talked to the building manager a few times, but they never arranged for people to repair. Finally, um, the organizers called the building management several times and got it repaired. Although the stove is working, it doesn't have enough power. So cooking and well takes a long time. There's no way to follow up um, on maintenance, sanitation, or other issues in our building without the help from the SRO Families United. Because of our language skills are limited. Um, and we would not be able to contact DPI directly. I hope DPI will not reduce any funding for the collaborative in the budget. SRO Families United is very important for our families. Thank you.
10: 早晨 我的名字叫譚翠萍, uh, 我知道華協中心是樓宇散訪樓宇問題的組織機構 why Quite, Tom, you my to Thank you. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Trey Ping Tan.
9: I'm a family living in Chinatown SROs. Today, I urge DBI not to cut SRO Families United Collaborative's budget. Because we share communal bathrooms and showers, problems we face were like, cocked toilets, leaking faucets, and poor sanitation happen all the time. Whenever we ask for repair, um, the manager or the owner said, okay, but it was never done. Um, That has a lot of trouble for us living in the building. Um, But then, uh, because of the collaboratives and CCDC's counseling service, we always go there for help. Um, And then our families have become part of the collaborative too. The organizers came to our buildings, visit us. Uh, They work closely with us on issues we we have. Um, They talk to our building managers and have helped to resolve a lot of issues and safety hazards. Um, The SRO Families United not only help us improve our poor living conditions, but it also always provided a lot of training that helped me understand tenants' rights, building codes, fire prevention, and disaster preparedness. As new immigrants, we learned so much about American history and culture from the collaborative, which helped us better adapt to life here. SRO Families United has helped SRO families tremendously. It gives us hope in our everyday lives. I'm here to urge commissioners not to cut SRO United Families United Budget.
11: Thank you. Uh 尋求協助工作 行一击反应,
5: Good morning, my name is Mu Yi Yu. I have been living in the S.O.L. Building in Chinatown for seven years. Today I would like to urge the commissioners not to cut the funding for S.O.L. Families United Collaborative and to keep it under the management of DBI. The stove in my S.O.L. Building is always broken. I tried to call the owner but he never came to repair it. The only way I could get help was through Esau Families United Collaborative because we speak the same language and it is easily accessible for the community. Because Esau Families United Collaborative is a community service organization, I informed them of the building issues. Then the organizer inspect and record the building's condition with us, as well as communicating directly with the owner about the repairs. I have four children, and because of SOL collab- Families United Collaborative Organizers' help, they are able to improve our building conditions, and I'm really thankful for their frequent visits to our SOL building and taking care of us, and I feel a lot of support from them. We really need this type of service. Please keep the funding for Asol Families United Collaborative. Thank you.
12: Hello, my name is Wu Weiqin. I am a family member of the family family of 我 since why 呃, lamb yok, pisin yam mo, tinfa, big, so
5: Good morning. My name is Hui Chong Wu. I am a part of ESOL Families United Collaborative and I live in Chinatown with my family of four. Today I would like to urge the commissioners to keep the funding for the implementation and outreach of ESOL Families United Collaborative because our SO building is very old. We encounter lots of maintenance issues. Our bathroom floor is damaged, the water cannot drain in the bathroom, severe leakage problems, moldy ceiling and walls. These problems have bothered us for a long time. My two children are still very young. These building issues are no good for their health and safety. We talked to the owner many times but the issues were not solved. Finally, I turned to our organizers. Our organizers were able to help us. After the organizer communicated with the owner, the above problem was solved very quickly. When the organizer comes to visit us, she often checks and documents the conditions of my building. If there is a problem, she requests repair services directly from the owner. Because of their assistance, all of the problems in our buildings and my family's overall quality of life have improved. I'm
13: thankful for the help and DBI support. Thank you. Good DBI 給我是有機會服務我們華范兩百多戶低收入的散房家庭我在工作期間我通過上門去探訪在前一段日子因為暴雨在我們華埔 整棟大廈在1月16日開始停水 家庭打電話向我反映情況向我求助我為家庭的勇敢感到非常驕傲 Finally, support us. You, 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 and you can do it. Thank you so much. Good
5: morning, everyone. My name is Yulian Lore and I am an SL organizer with the Chinese Progressive Association. I am thankful to DBI's ongoing support and assistance to our SO Families United Collaborative, which has allowed us to serve over 200 low-income SL families in Chinatown. I work with SO families to build relationships through home visits, WeChat, and phone calls, and assisting them in connecting with landlords and building management to facilitate repairs. We also provide services in English, Cantonese, Mandarin, and Toysanese. The entire SO building at 614 Jackson experienced a water out leakage a few days ago due to heavy rains on January 16. The family called me about the issue and I worked with the family to contact the landlord. And eventually, within two days, the landlord repaired the plumbing and the water supply was working. I am proud of the family because the family knew how to handle the situation with our support and assistance Thank you DBI for your ongoing support in allowing us to serve as all families. Thank you for not neglecting our grassroots community. Please continue to support us. Thank you.
14: Good morning, my name is Rachel Hong. I'm a housing counselor with Chinatown Community Development Center. I'm here to urge the commissioner to keep the CR program stay in the DBI and the funding amount remain unchanged. I've been seeing and working closely with tenants who have code enforcement related to housing issue in the city. The majority of the clients I met are Chinese speaking and they came to us because of the long-term relationship we built with them in the community. They know us from the workshop we hold, like the monthly SRO tenant's meeting, fire prevention workshops, tenant's ride workshop, and stuff like that. From the workshop, tenants learn that landlord are responsible to make repair, proper repairs, so they rely on us whenever landlord or property manager ignore their repair requests, or when they cannot communicate, communicate with the landlord because they have lack of uh, language proficiency. Follow-up with the repair request could be a long-term fight. Some landlords would ignore tenants' repair requests on purpose. Last year, we had a case that the property management company, Low Realty, was not responsive to tenants' repair requests because tenants have language barriers and insufficient knowledge. The tenants have no choice but to seek help from us through DBI and our combined effort. The landlord finally hired a Chinese speaking liaison and solved the majority issue, like, the, like repairing the stroll and improved the condition in the common area, the bathroom, and kitchen. Although some problems like pest control and water leak have not yet been fully resolved, um, the living condition uh, of the tenants has been improved greatly. CCDC and DBI work very closely in the past years, and we have already established our cooperation model. It has really made tenants' life easier. I cannot imagine how difficult it would be if there was a change in the funding support. Therefore, I am here to urge the commissioner to keep the program stay in the DBI funding and also remain un- unchanged. Thank you so much.
15: Go Good morning, all commissioner. My name is em Fen New. I'm an SRO resident who
16: lives at one four four nine Power Street. I'm here today to urge the, all the commissioner not to reduce the CIRAP program budget and continue maintain the program in
15: the DBI. Uh, in the, uh, in 2014, our new 另外我們的廚房爐壞了
16: In 2014, our living conditions significantly decreased because the building owner had changed. For the central part, the new landlord canceled our monthly pest control service, and we were suffering in an unacceptable condition. Also, we had made multiple requests to repair or replace the kitchen stove since it was damaged by rear and tear, but the landlord ignored our requests.
15: Gum after facing the landlord
16: ignorance, we look for Chinatown Community Development Centre for assistance. Under the CCDC assistance, we could express our tenants' right and file decreasing in housing service through the rent board. Uh, during the mediation we finally received the response from the landlord and accept our request to include remaining back the pest control surface, repair, repair the kitchen stove and also doing the reduced space
15: uh, on the decreasing housing surface. <laughs> <laughs> so Therefore, under the CERA program, we rent
16: and also get back our comfortable living condition. Also, it educate the landlord to pay attention to our future requests. And so I'm pleased to Call the all commissioner. do not reduce the budget on the SIRA program and remain it to help more SRO building in the future. Thank you.
15: Thank you. Hi,
17: good morning commissioners. My name is Queenie Niu. I am a housing counselor at Chinatown Community Development Center. Excuse me. Besides providing housing counseling to low-income tenants, we also cooperate with the Chinese Progressive Association to provide bilingual educational workshops to empower SRO tenants' life safety, practice also talents' rights. From 2019 to 2020 during and after shelter-in-place order, we held 65 fire prevention, disaster, and earthquake public hygiene through Zoom and in-person workshops, which educates 3,733 SRO tenants. Over 40% of participants showed they had increased their knowledge of fire prevention and disaster preparedness. 30% 30% said CCDC had created talents' wide supporting networks for them. Throughout the fire prevention workshop, our, our tenants knew where the location and the usage of fire extinguisher, fire alarm, emergency assets exist for escape in their buildings. They also alleged the seriousness of smoke inhalation injury that's they need to avoid when fire disaster in this disaster and earthquake program they learn how important to prepare one to two safety kits which basically include in running water plastic sheets for heat hand sanitizer and many and mini first aid kits in every household moreover some us that CCDC had empowered them to create a supporting network they were inspired by the bilingual workshops they found out they could notify their landlord in writing about need repairs and facilitate compassion of those repairs avoid language barrier through ccDC they also understood that you could,
0: could wrap up your comments sorry, can you finish up your comments here your time your yes, time okay.
17: thank you and they also understood their rights regarding to housing cool and habits, Ability components by the Department of Building inspection during the process. So there are the numbers of our tenants are benefits from our building co- coordinators program in San Francisco. Thank you.
6: Good morning everyone, my name is Bixia Lee, I'm
14: a building building coordinator living in Chinatown. I'm here to urge the commissioner to keep Chinatown SRO program stay in the DBI funding and also remain unchanged.
6: I live in an SRO unit for more than six years. In two thousand twenty two, I
14: joined the Building coordinator program at Chinatown CDC. I have learned some so much knowledge through a series of lessons, for example, fire safety workshop, disaster preparedness tips, and tenants rights, rules and regulations in SRO building and how to reach out to our landlord when maintenance issues were found. <laughs>
6: 武档山,
14: after the workshop, I act as a bridge between my SRO building and our community. When there is anything happen in my SRO building, I can keep CC- give CCDC a hassle. CCDC community organizer also let us know about the community news event information through WeChat, mails or phone calls. I- I will then tell my neighbors and friends. Therefore, we can be more engaging in the community. I can even speak up for myself in the city hall today. This or experience I have
6: never had before I joined this program. I hope more of my
14: more of my neighbours in the community could join this program and engage in the community actively. This program is not only helping SRO tenants to learn about fire safety tips or disaster preparedness tips, but also to let us realize that we could contribute to our society. Hence, I really hope this program could stay in DBI with unchanged amount of funding. Thank you so much.
18: Hello, everyone. My name is Diana Quintero. I'm a part of the Mission SRO Collaborative Team through Dolores Street Community Services. Today I'm here to speak about the community in the Mission, specifically those who call SRO hotels a home. With home ownership becoming increasingly out of reach for the majority, we see that San Francisco is quickly becoming a renter city. Queer, transgender, black, indigenous people of color have disproportionately felt the effects of the pandemic, especially when it comes to housing. While people might only see the challenges, I see an opportunity to leverage this change into additional opportunities for accessible housing and community building. With the help of DBI, our collaborative has been able to successfully advocate for those who have been intimidated and harassed. But the work is far from done. Just this last week, a tenant invited me to the SRO Hotel to discuss a room change due to accessibility issues. She invited me to see her room, and I immediately saw that it was roach infested and water damaged from the early January storms. We are seeing similar cases arise. I want to help those who are in the direct line of displacement and left behind by the new information economy. I hope to continue to advocate for the mission community with the help of DBI. Thank you.
19: Hi, my name is Abril Toledo and I am a Senior Tenant Organizer at Ms. Rock Mission Single Single Room Occupancy Collaborative. Today I'm here to talk about and to please urge commissioners to keep all the CL programs in DBI. The reason why is because a lot of people here in the mission do get harassed by speaking up on just basic habitability issues. Those tenants end up coming to us and asking for help and we have to reach out to DBI. With DBI's help, we, we enforce a lot of these managements and tenants and other other managers to help keep the hotels in very good condition, because without these conditions, a lot of the tenants will be in more danger. This is why I am keeping this is why I urge commissioners to keep all of the CEO programs
20: under DBI. Thank you.
21: Uh, Good morning, commissioners. My name is Alicia Sandoval. I am the Spanish language lead counselor at Housing Rights Committee of San Francisco. We provide counseling for tenants regarding getting repairs done. Our counseling staff speak five different languages. It is very important for tenants to go to an organization they feel they can trust and feel comfortable with. We educate tenants about their rights. Many tenants are scared of asking for repairs from the landlord and feel they have no rights when it comes to repairs. When a tenant learns their rights through workshops or counseling, they are empowered. I do Spanish-speaking Know Your Rights workshops by Zoom or in person. When they learn their rights, they are no longer scared. They ask the landlords for repairs. There was one case when a tenant told me that after she attended several of my workshops in Spanish, she communicated to the landlord what repairs was needed. The landlord didn't give her an answer. Then she told him, I know my rights. I've attended workshops by Housing Rights Committee uh, organizer Alicia Sandoval. When the landlord heard that, he immediately agreed to the repairs. Tenants trust us. And they feel it's important, it's important to be able to, um, and not have any cuts when it comes to the COP or DBI money um, that is in need to support these tenants. We also collaborate with DBI inspectors. Many times a DBI inspector, they call us and they, and they call us so we can speak to the tenant because they know of the work that we do. They know that in order for our tenant to feel overall um, supported, that Housing Rights Committee can can go and speak to the tenant. If you can wrap up your comments, ma'am, thank you. We support tenants also by attending director's hearing through DBI, thank you.
22: Good morning, my name is Tracy Phillips. I'm the Code Enforcement Advocate for Housing Rights Committee of San Francisco and I work in the Bayview District. I grew up in the Bayview District. I grew up and I work where I grew up and there's no changing. I'm 56, it's people who've been living here 35 years still can't get the services they need. So what I do, I re-educate them, I help them write letters, I go in their house and see what needs to be done, and we deal with the property manager. If the property manager don't give us what we need, I'll call a, a owner, I'll even go and sit on somebody's door to get some service needed, but the DBI funding, my job is funded through the DBI. If DBI get funded cut, they're gonna cut my services and There's no gonna be no service for LaSalle, for Bayview, for Hunters Point, for the Tenderloin, for Trail Hill, Sunnydale, you know, and we all, even us, wanna live in a habitable housing. Everybody don't have. The money to call a plumber when a plumber come down. So people like us, we go out and fight for tenants' rights. You know, like you heard all the Mananese and Chinese-speaking tenants come up here. The same problems, even a little worse, in a Bayview Betrayal hill Sunnydale, Fillmore, LaSalle, is worse, you know, so I just, it's a funding that's needed, not just for me to keep my job, but I'm saying it's a funding for people, humans, that go out and vote for these positions, and that Really, really count on you guys to do your job. So you people like your, the DBI wrap up your comments, can do. ma'am. sorry. Okay. Can wrap up your comments. And I just want to thank you guys and I want to thank the DBI and thank you so much for listening to us.
23: Hello, I'm Sarah Fred Schrbenzimmer, the Director of Housing Rights Committee of San Francisco. Um, AS YOU CAN SEE FROM THE COMMENTS TODAY, CIOP DOES REALLY IMPORTANT WORK IN THE COMMUNITY, um, WORKING WITH TENANTS IN PRETTY HORRID CONDITIONS. Um, WE'RE AN IMPORTANT PART OF DBI. WE WORK HAND in HAND often WITH THE OFTEN AMAZING DBI INSPECTORS THAT WE DO VERY CONNECTED, OVERLAPPING THINGS THAT WE, we NEED EACH OTHER FOR. Um, AS AN ENTERPRISE DEPARTMENT, this department they lowered fees, during the, lowered fees during the boom instead of putting them in reserves. And in these years, when the economy goes down, DBI's work doesn't go down. See up calls go up as investors who bought buildings in these booms stop returning tenants calls or making repairs. These tenants need you to raise fees to cover the cost of the enforcement not try to pass the cost on to the general fund, which is also being cut in a, in a bad year. And our question for you is, are you really collecting all the cost you're allowed to from those landlords who are the biggest problem? And we'd really like you to look at each and every way you recover costs from landlords who we have to go back to over and over to force them to do this work. And thank you all for listening today um, and all the work this department does.
24: Hello, my name is Becky Hom, and I am the Contracts and Services Director at Calzahusta Just Cause. DBI needs to increase its fees so that there is funding to keep the $5.2 million community-based organizations um, under DBI funds instead of from the general fund. Calzahusta, Just Cause, and all the groups you heard from today are reached to educate and counsel tenants about their rights to repairs. Um, tenants are impacted daily needing these repairs. And we work with these tenants. We work with housing inspectors to resolve these issues. And having consistent funding makes this possible. Most of the funding that um, of that $5.2 million pays for staff. And possible, impacts, uh, possible cuts impact not just the staff, like um, was mentioned, but also really impacts the tenants. Less staff means less support. Um, You say that you're trying to avoid cuts to the CBOs by asking the mayor to fund it through the general fund. Um, However, in this year's budget instructions, the mayor is telling departments to cut funding by 5% in fiscal year 23, 24, and 8% in fiscal year 24, 25. Um, Since this would be the only DBI program funded by the general fund, what does that mean for us? Um, and also, you know, maybe there is a guarantee for this year, what happens in future years. So really, DBI should raise its fees. Thank you.
25: Muy buenos días. Mi nombre es Araceli Lara. Trabajo con Dolores a Street Community por más de 19 años.
19: Good morning. My name is Araceli Lara, and I work for the Low District Community Service for more than um, how many Nineteen years.
25: Y esta es la época peor en que estamos trabajando después de la pandemia. Y quiero decirles que en estos momentos la gente que está viviendo en las en los hoteles residenciales está viviendo en un en un momento tan deplorable. Que um, quiero pedirles que dinero a DBI mejor lo para ayudarnos.
19: I want to remind us all that we are
25: experiencing
19: the worst era uh, due to the pandemic and the SROs are living in deplorable conditions and we need a lot of work to do. So what I'm asking is to re- uh, keep the funds for DBI and as a matter of fact, I'm asking you to increase the funds instead of uh, changing them to the general funds.
25: DVI está enforzando siempre los códigos de vivienda. Los códigos que nos ayudan a poderles ayudar a las familias nosotros, porque nosotros somos los ojos de DVI. Y ellos están siempre con nosotros. Yo les agradezco porque sin DVI, nosotros no podemos seguir trabajando.
19: I um, wanna make sure that you know that uh, thanks to DBI we can ensure housing code. Uh, we as an organization help families uh, and we are the eyes of DBI. Without DBI we cannot help the community and we could just not continue working.
25: Quiero decirles que a los niños les estamos tratando de ayudar como podamos, porque hay muy poco dinero para poderles ayudar. Pero yo tengo, así como yo tengo la esperanza que ustedes nos ayuden a nosotros, así esos niños y esas familias tienen eh, tienen la esperanza en nosotros. Por favor, ayúdenos para que ayudemos nosotros. Y creemos en ustedes y queremos seguir creyendo en ustedes. Gracias. Um, we
19: focus on helping uh, children in San Francisco. So uh, with DBI, we are able to help these children. There is a very, there's very little money, so that's why I'm asking for an increase. Uh, we have hope in you, and those kids also have hope in us to keep helping them. We believe in you, and we would like to still believe in you if you help us. And thank you. And I will interpret and provide language justice to our next speaker.
26: Buenos dias, señores comisionados. Mi nombre es Araceli Catalan. Trabajo en Causa Justa desde el 2011, como consejera organizadora.
19: Hi, good morning. My name is Araceli Catalan, and I work for Causa Justa Just Cause since uh, 2011.
26: Estoy aquí apoyando el departamento del. Inspecciones, DBI, para que puedan sus fondos quedarse en el mismo departamento de DBI y no les sean agregados estos a los fondos generales.
19: I'm here support, uh, in support today of DBI to keep uh, its funds instead of these being transferred to the general fund.
26: Ya que ellos manejando sus propios fondos como las han hecho hasta, hasta actualmente han tenido muy buenos resultados.
19: Um, DBI has been really helpful, uh, the way that's been uh, doing and going, and it has brought good results for tenants and success stories.
26: Ya que yo he visto como con su apoyo a las peticiones que se hacen al, para reparaciones que se le mandan a los propietarios, estos las hacen y las personas pueden mantenerse en sus unidades.
19: I've seen firsthand that what, with the support of DVI, tenants' petitions to repairs are, actually happen with DVI. And by doing so, tenants are able to, stare, to stay in their units.
26: Having a habitable unit uh, helps
19: Tenants not doing self evictions because the units become
26: habitable. Solamente les puedo decir, causa justa ayuda a que los inquilinos se les respete sus derechos de inquilinos y derechos humanos. Con el apoyo de BI trabajamos juntos. Por favor, muchas mm-hmm. gracias, señores comisionados.
19: C D J C overall helps tenants to be respected as with their tenants rights and human rights and that's why fundraising, the fund sustained DVI will help us and uh, what was the last part you said? Sorry.
26: Well, La ultima parte. Derechos humanos.
19: Okay. okay, that was it, that was it. So tenants rights and human rights all together. So uh, she is also thank you all. Okay. Okay. Gracias. And now it's gonna be my turn, I'll speak in English. My name is Lucia Leal, and I work for Causa Justa Chescas as a counselor. Throughout this time, I have supported our Black and Latinx communities in the Mission and Excelsior neighborhoods to stay in their homes by informing them about their housing code. CGJC works hard to provide the community with preventative information for tenants at Know Your Rights workshops. This knowledge prevents them from being afraid to request repairs they need in their homes. CJJC also provides counseling by phone. We help tenants write bilingual letters to demand their right to repairs, and connect them with DBI inspectors to ensure repairs will be made. We had a successful case where a tenant asked several times for repairs because of mold issues, smoke detectors that were not working properly, damage to the ceiling, and some leaking under the kitchen sink. The tenant called our hotline in 2021 seeking help about an eviction as a way of retaliation for asking for habitable repairs. CJJC was able to refer the tenant to DBI, where Inspector Brandon Prasad could show up to the unit and make the landlord start the habitable repairs the unit needed. As more repairs needed to be done, CJJC was able to communicate with Inspector Prasad about the tenant's availability for inspection visits since the tenant had a language barrier as well as get the report of repairs needed in the tenant's home thanks to the prompt response of inspector Brasad and willingness to share the report the tenant now is able to live with dignity in their home to keep the COP funding, along with the funding for SRO programs, is indispensable for tenants to demand repairs from landlords and live in a safe, habitable home, regardless of who they are or how much they pay for their rent. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen in to all of us.
0: Okay, thank you. Is there any remote uh, public comment? Okay, and seeing none, the public comment is closed. um, Commissioner, discussion?
1: Opening it up to the commission for questions or comments. Commissioner Newman?
27: First off, I would just like to say that it's incredible to see the impact that the code enforcement outreach program is having. Um, it's, it's remarkable. Um, I just have a clarifying question, uh, Alex. Um, the, we're still funding those programs in the budget. It's merely at the discretion of the mayor, whether that is covered through an increase in fee or whether that's funded through the general fund.
28: Correct.
1: I believe the guest is Commissioner Toot. Uh, Oh, that's you, Commissioner Shadow. Sorry.
3: No, I'm pretty sure I'm still a guest um, Mm -hmm. right down there. Um, uh, Thank you, Commissioner Newman. That was exactly the question I wanted to ask. And then I just wanted to say thank you to all the community that came out and spoke. I heard you loud and clear for sure. Thank you.
0: Commissioner Alexander Toot does have a question
20: um thank you first of all to can you hear me yes okay thank you to everyone in the community who came out um i know that your time is valuable valuable and i'm so grateful for all the work that you are doing uh, we want to see more of you so please continue to come um you don't have to be invited and you don't have to be at the agenda public comment is always open I should first disclose that I uh, previously worked for an organization that was funded by the CEP program. This program is very important to me personally because I continue to be in touch with many of the people who receive these services and who provide these services, and um, continue to have relationships with people who provide these services um, as well as receive these services. Uh, but I do. Believe that I can maintain my objectivity despite this relationship, and I have sought um, city attorney um, feedback on that. Um, I believe that you have made your point very clear that um, you want DBI to continue to fund your services. The it seems like from commissioners' comments before that. Um, that is the intention of the department is to continue to have these services provided the DBI. Um, I would have two motions that I think will hopefully satisfy um, the the, uh, the community and our commission and uh, clarify our positions. And the first is I'd like to make a motion that to clarify our position that it is the Oops. It is the commission's intention to continue to fund uh, the grant programs through DVA.
0: Um, Commissioner Alexander, too, you can you can state what they are, but we're I don't believe we're like entertaining the motions at this time. But you can state what they both are, then we can come back to that with uh, deputy city attorney capitalist assistance. So you can state what they what what you would like them to be, and then we'll get back to that.
20: My 1st motion would be that. We that we take a position statement that. These continue, you know, the, the grant funding continues to be in the DBI budget. The 2nd was, and I was actually going to refer to. Um, to ask for uh, information on. On this, but we, the board of supervisors has passed ordinances to waive existing fees and then reimburse the DBI for the cost of those fees. And I think that it maintains the intention of the department but grants a level of um, policy protection or clarification if instead of asking for the mayor to reimburse this uh, or, or to provide the funding that we instead do the same thing we did for other fees, or the Board of Supervisors for other fees, which is to request that they issue a fee waiver and then reimburse us for the, um, the cost of the program. And that will uh, help to offset the debt, uh, or, or sorry, our, um, offset the cost and help us meet our budget goals at the same time that if that fee were to expire, it would automatically then come into the uh, sorry. The waiver would expire. It would automatically be funded by TBI. Um So that was going to be my second motion. Uh, is that the way that we ad- address the request to fund the proposal? Is uh, has a little more structure to it. Um, so that's my question on, on those two.
0: Okay. Okay. I I do have
20: other questions about the budget, Um, but I think we're, I can, I can hold those and come around again if that's the president prefers.
1: Commissioner Summer has a question or comment.
29: Okay. I had a couple questions um, regarding your presentation. Thank you for it. I recall last year. I may be wrong. I recall last year that there was some discussions of open staff positions and potentially having, you know, those remain open as that is a way of reducing cost without, you know, laying anyone off. You mentioned in your presentation that all staff positions are currently filled. Do you you know if there's been any change in staff from last year to this year at all? The number?
2: So there's a distinction clarification I should make between budgeted positions and budgeted and funded positions. So there are over 300, 320 something FTE uh, that is our hiring authority in our budget. However, we also uh, budget attrition, which is negative expenditure, um, so that we are not able to, not all of the positions that are budgeted, not all of the authority we have to hire is funded. So, when I say that all positions are filled, what I mean is all budgeted and funded positions are filled. We have additional hiring authority, but we do not have the dollars to fund those positions.
29: Okay, so it so sounds it, like, oh, sorry,
2: go ahead. And to also acknowledge Mr. Tratler's comments on number of FTE and, and positions in general, that is still heavily under development. We're collecting proposals from various, from all the departments and all of their wish list items, what positions they'd like to fill, what positions they'd like to change or move, and so that is still highly variable. The only items that I've brought are the items that we're fairly confident will actually move forward to the full proposal and the remainder of the proposals we will discuss and, and see what we're able to fund.
29: AND IT SEEMS LIKE WE DON'T YET KNOW, you, YOU MENTIONED THE FEE STUDY IS NOT INCLUDED IN THIS COMING YEAR'S BUDGET. That, THAT'S THE MOST CONSERVATIVE WAY TO DO IT.
2: YES. SO IN OUR BUDGET SUBMISSION NOW, OUR FEBRUARY DEPARTMENT BUDGET SUBMISSION, IT IS NOT uh, CONSIDERED. HOWEVER, IN APRIL, IN THE MAYOR'S PHASE OF THE BUDGET, WHEN THE FEE STUDY IS COMPLETE AND THE RESULTS ARE PRESENTED TO US, WE WILL BRING THE RESULTS OF THE FEE STUDY TO THE COMMISSION we'll share them with the mayor's office and we will say the fee study shows that in order to recover costs we need to increase fee xyz by 123 amount and then the mayor will make policy decisions and tweak those amounts
29: it sounds like i mean the the, the conver- this conversation i guess will be ongoing is the
2: yes this is definitely the bottom line of- very preliminary amounts and yeah. Few changes, especially on the revenue side this year. Uh, the budget is an ongoing, intensive process that will go all the way up through July.
29: Well, we're used, but I mean, we're also projected to use up the rest of our fund balance, meaning this conversation changes in a year's time, I assume. I mean, either we have new information and new revenues or there's other things that are being discussed. Yes,
2: and so that that use of fund balances, as of today, assuming no revenue increases. In April, when the fee study comes out, presumably uh, the fee study will uh, uh, ask for or say that in order to recover expenditures, fees need to be increased. If that happens, then and the mayor allows it, then revenues would be increased and that use of fund balance would be right. decreased. Right, 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 gotcha. So that complete use of fund balance now, that is mm-hmm. very much a placeholder and that assumes that no additional revenue will come in, which hopefully will not be continued to be true.
29: Right. I have a really m- minor question, more a curiosity. On the proposed budget revenue side for INTEREST IN INVESTMENT INCOME. I WAS CURIOUS WHY THAT'S PROJECTED TO GO UP WHEN THE FUND BALANCE IS GOING DOWN.
2: SO THAT WAS, AGAIN, I DID NOT CHANGE IT FROM THE PRIOR YEAR SUBMISSION BECAUSE oh. THAT IS A CONTROLLER NUMBER. THEY SAY DON'T TOUCH THAT. Gotcha. THAT WILL GO DOWN.
29: Gotcha.
2: Um, AND AGAIN, WHEN THAT DOES, THEN WE'LL EITHER NEED ADDITIONAL FEE REVENUE TO PAY FOR THAT. or. Additional expenditure cuts somewhere else gotcha, but those numbers and for the most part many of the services of other departments DBI does not control those those are input by a controller's office or mayor's office, and they just are what they are
29: Thank you for your help
2: Sure. and I just also wanted to uh, echo the commissioners comments and thank all the public comment and the organizations for the work that they do and um I believe our communications director Patrick Hannon would be upset with me if I didn't advertise DBI's website. We've come out with a new website recently with uh, translations to various languages and we're really trying hard to make sure that our services are accessible and we encourage everybody to reach out to us, call 311 and let us know and we will try to help however we can. Thank you.
1: Um, I have questions. Oh. Um, So I wanted to reiterate that point on the website because I did go to the website while a number of people were speaking. The website is much clearer and forms are easy to fill out. So I would encourage all the community organizations that spoke today and to spread the word that this uh, website um, uh, is much clearer, much more readable, and much more accessible. So... Uh, thank you, everybody, for your comments. I do have one question, though. At what year, you said 24-25, you know, we're running what will be a deficit of 12 million, is that correct? 12.4, 12.5? But at what year do you see that that being a negative?
2: So the Given,
1: way to- let's, just, let's just forget all the scenarios. Given the fact that no further revenue, like revenues are going to be static. What you project is revenues are going to be static. What year is it 24 25 that we're going to hit zero on the, on the fund balance?
2: Yes, if no revenue increases are projected and all of what's in here, this expenditure budget comes to pass exactly as, as written, then we would run out mid 24 or towards the end of 24 25.
1: So that's not an unreasonable. Um, Projection to make, considering that San Francisco is, is one of the slowest cities in the country to cr- recover. So I don't think that you're basically making a projection that's fairly neutral. You're saying that you're not expecting it to go down, but you're not expecting it to go up considerably.
2: On the revenue side, we are including an 18% reduction to permit revenues. And we're okay. assuming that in the next two years. So we feel like that is a conservative and we're a projection. We are hopeful that we will collect more than that. But that is, that is built into these revenue numbers.
1: So the, the reduction is built into that number then?
2: Correct, yes.
1: And that seems reasonable given where we are right now in the economy.
2: Yes, current year, as we showed last month or earlier this month, revenues are coming in lower than budget currently by a few percent, not 18%. But if this, if the status quo in, in some projects that may have been further along stop happening, then we're expecting worst-case scenario of
1: 18%. I guess a question to DBI and maybe Pat Hannon or uh, Director Reardon. At the next, we have a second budget meeting, right? Do yes, you, so
0: February 14th.
1: Correct. Do you think it would be worth walking through the website for these housing inspection claims so that people are aware? I think part of what all these organizations are trying to encourage is self-empowerment, and the best way to do that is to understand the resources that are available to independently. So I would encourage that to be part of the budget
12: Absolutely, President Beto, We can uh, we can look at that and. Uh, could you it's turn on your, on your, mic, is your mic
0: on? Looks like it is.
12: I Think it's on. Yeah,
0: it's on. Okay, go uh,
12: ahead. Yeah, absolutely. We can we can work with you on that.
1: Yeah, I think that walking through the forms in the various languages, and I believe that a lot of those are interpretive. So you can, if you could walk us through all of that, that would be. I think that would be, even for the commissioners and myself to see that, that would be great because I was looking at the forms while people were speaking to understand the legibility of, of the complaints, the fact that DBI responds in 72 hours when they receive a complaint. So I think that would be important in order to empower the community of San Francisco to understand what DBI has to offer.
12: Yes, we will, uh, we will do
0: that.
1: I don't have any further questions.
0: Uh, Commissioner Alexander Toot has another question.
20: Yeah, so I had just stuck with the, my questions around the community funding um, in order to uh, kind of make room for that as a discussion. But I did have some questions, particularly around the 18% revenue estimate. And I'm curious because the current is 4%, and I'm 18. And the mayor's budget instructions are 5% in year one and I um, would like to know more about how that 18% uh, was was found and you can help me understand the 18% as the most conservative um, possibility when we're currently at 4%. Thank you so much.
2: I see Deputy oh. Director Pereira. Um, hopefully you can respond
28: yeah uh thank you alex uh, thank you for that question commissioner toot um the the 18 percent um as as alex mentioned earlier on we're still early off in the budget here and and the revenues are are still uh, relatively um um difficult to project uh, just because uh it's, it's still early in the year um my My estimate of 18% was based on uh, what we saw as a result of uh, reductions during the pandemic, as well as the, uh, uh, which was around 13 to 15%. And then furthermore, uh, the fact that the economical, uh, the economic um, um, landscape going forward uh, has, in, in my conversations with other building officials and members of the construction industry developers, um, uh, further exacerbating that number because they are less likely to move forward with, with uh, uh, their investments in, in projects. So uh, projects that are in the pipeline will likely continue to be put on hold until the economic forecast is better. So we just adjusted that 15% reduction that we we saw in the industry um, by another you know, couple of 3 to 4%. It's still it's still a, a guess though, right? It's, a, it's an estimate.
0: Yeah. Did you hear that response?
20: I I did. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah. Is the is the rest of the industry that's predicting fifteen percent? Are they also compared? Comparatively, having about a four or five percent decrease this year, um, is that kind of apples
28: to apples? No, again, uh, Commissioner Toot, that is a uh, that is a an estimate. It is taking the uh, what we saw as a, a reduction over the the last two year, two and a half years or so, right, and just uh, continuing that on with another, um, uh, uh, you know. It, is seeing that uh, it's going to increase uh, with the economic uh, forecast. And
20: sorry, you're seeing that it's going to increase with the economic forecast.
28: Correct. Yeah, so people are, are a little more uncertain about the way the economy is going to turn around. Cost of inflation, so uh, we see that uh, developers. Uh, and building officials are seeing, uh, with with their uh, constituents as well, that uh, um, it, it is going to continue, uh, at least for the next couple of years, um, to to trend downwards.
20: Um, thank you. And if you, it, it it does seem extremely conservative to say we're at four percent this year and we're going to go down to eight present next year, um, that does seem like a pretty shocking blow to the economy um, and prediction. So uh, if there's any information that comes up between now and our next um, next meeting, I would um, you know appreciate the most updated information on that. So thank you. Um, I have a second question. This is about um, an FTE. So if we have a suggestion for an an existing or a changed FTE, does it need to be in the budget or can that be something that's handled out of budget?
2: It must happen in budget.
20: Particularly for positions that the commission has to, has authority to hire directly over.
2: So there's two pieces uh, for department's ability to hire there's the FTE that is the, high, the authority to hire a position and then there's the dollars um, and so yes, the department must have hiring authority to hire any position changes that we want to make. we must do in the budget. there are mechanisms to make small changes throughout the year but there are limits on those so, we are departments do have the ability to temporarily exchange position hiring authority however that is very limited and requires approvals from mayor's office okay
20: thank you is that or process wise would that be something that we would uh, make a motion for here is that something that we should connect with you before the next meeting what is the right process for that
2: uh, be happy to take any suggestions and add them to the wish list of, of all positions that we're compiling from all DBI departments. And um, then yes, next meeting we will, uh, we should have a more solid picture of which specific position changes we will plan to put forth in the department submission. So now or any time before the next meeting, feel free to uh, reach out and give any any position guidance.
20: Um, thank you. I will make my suggestion, uh, which nobody knows about. So, surprise. I would like to um, explore the idea of having a manager, one position, report to the commission with the long term intention of eliminating the secretary position, but hopefully having this person um, is my, that is my uh, wish list item.
0: Can you repeat that?
20: Yes. Uh, can you hear me okay?
0: I heard, I heard it, but it went in and out. You said a manager position and then something else?
20: I mean, the manager uh-huh. The uh, long-term intention of having that be what replaces the commission secretary. I understand that this is common in other places. Um, I've not explored this fully, but I understand that there are other manager one positions that report to commissions, and I would like to explore that um, possibility.
3: Uh,
0: so you, to clarify, because you're going in and out, you said you wanted to propose um, hiring a manager one position and then to replace the commission secretary position?
20: And not in the same calendar, but that would be the, the my hope would be that it would be a smooth transition. I don't know if I'm going overboard on this. The.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
20: But yes, I
0: would like to explore the idea of having a manager one position report to the
2: commission. Okay, I've
20: I've taken. I think we have to deal with other personnel issues. Probably not here.
1: Wait a second. I think that I think that request needs to go to the commission before it goes to DBI. I mean, I I I don't even understand the request.
30: uh, DEPUTY CITY ATTORNEY ROB Kaplan, yeah, I THINK ev- WHAT uh, CHRISTENER ALEXANDER too IS REQUESTING IS JUST um, INFORMATION ON WHAT THAT WOULD LOOK LIKE AT THE NEXT MEETING, IF THAT NEEDED TO BE INCLUDED IN THE BUDGET. Um, BUT I, I AGREE, I'M NOT ENTIRELY SURE WHAT'S BEING ASKED FOR, BUT I WOULD uh, CLARIFY JUST EVERYTHING we're, THE COMMISSION IS DISCUSSING RIGHT NOW IS FOR FURTHER INFORMATION AT THE NEXT MEETING SO IT CAN BE PART OF THE BUDGET. DISCUSSION, um, BUT WE ACTUALLY CANNOT MAKE A DIRECT PERSONNEL DECISION AS A COMMISSION ON HIRING OR NOT TODAY. Um, NEITHER CAN THE COMMISSION ACTUALLY HIRE ANYONE DIRECTLY. i NOT
1: SUGGESTING THAT WE'RE HIRING SOMEBODY, BUT ISN'T THE MADAM SECRETARY, LIKE THE SECRETARY OF THE COMMISSION IS SEPARATE FROM THE STAFF AT DBI.
30: THE SECRETARY OF THE COMMISSION IS DEFINED IN THE CHARTER AND Correct. and IS SEPARATE FROM THE STAFF of DBI. But if to the extent it's funded through DBI, understood.
1: Firm. But she does function as part of the commission in, in, in service of the commission, not in the service of DBI. Yeah,
30: yes, so I, there are. maybe uh, perhaps Commissioner Alexander Toot could clarify what she's um, actually requesting. But again, I, I think what Commissioner Alexander Toot is asking for is more information on what this would look like at the next budget meeting.
20: Thank you. Um, Deputy City Attorney. What I have come to understand is there are limited promotional opportunities within certain classifications, and that perhaps there perhaps there are other policy changes that need to take place. But in looking towards and um, looking for opportunities for promotion and for maybe a better job description that fits that the functions. Maybe but, uh, that we require of our commission secretary maybe better fit in a manager one position, and that um, it would the, the term manager might be confusing, but this is more about um, how civil service processes in the city works, and less about moving people, you know, from the current position into the, a DVI funded position in the hierarchy of DVI. Um, I'm I'm curious about exploring the possibility of having that as uh, having the person who reports to us be a manager one instead of a secretary uh, as a long term possibility.
30: Again, deputy city attorney Rob Kaplan. I think what Krishna Alexander too is just asking for is the financial ramifications if there was essentially a promotion in the secretary position to manager one. Is that um, restate your request?
20: Perfectly. Thank you, deputy city attorney.
30: Yes, that's, that's clear.
0: Thank you. Okay. Thank you. There further commissioner discussion.
27: I had a question on the deappropriation of the $8 million. Um, So does that just mean that there isn't uh, enough significant work in those special programs like the soft story program and things like that, that you can let go of those funds and now they can be supported through uh, the general day-to-day work of DBI? Or can you explain how um, you're able to deencumber those funds?
2: Correct. The work on the illegal in-law program and the soft story program, uh, to my knowledge, are largely complete and now routine part of the operating budget. And these are remaining balances that are assumed to be used until they are deappropriated. So when we deappropriate the $8 million, then that will return to our fund balance and be an additional source for us to use to balance the current budget.
27: So there's there are no employees being funded at or dependent on those funds any longer, they're all in uh, the general day-to-day work now?
2: Correct, All, all current DBI employees are operating employees. There is only one possible potential future special project funded employee, and that is a project manager for the permit tracking system replacement. And we already have budget for that position.
1: I don't believe there's any further questions.
0: Okay, thank you. Thank you. Um, so, there, I, I believe at this meeting, uh, if I clear, uh, Deputy City Attorney Caplis said that there's not a vote required on the budget at, at this meeting, but we're supposed to do a motion regarding the second meeting. Is that what you're saying?
30: Uh, Deputy City Attorney Rob Kaplan, I, I think it would be appropriate to have a, a motion to consider the budget at the next at the next meeting. I'd like to make a motion to consider the budget at the next meeting.
1: I'd like to ask: Do are we required to have the second meeting?
30: Uh, Deputy City Attorney Rob Caple: Yes, by the charter, we must hold two public meetings, public hearings on the budget.
1: Okay. Second that motion.
3: So
30: there is a
0: motion and a second uh, regarding holding the um, next budget meeting, which is scheduled on February 14th. I'll do a roll call vote on that item. President Beto? Yes. Vice President Tam? Yes. Commissioner Alexander Toot? Yes. Commissioner Newman? Yes. Commissioner Shaddix? Yes. Commissioner Summer, Yes. Okay, that motion carries unanimously. And then also I'd like to mention for the February 14th meeting, um, Commissioner Newman is not available. So all five commissioners are, are required to be at the, the next meeting for, the, for, the, for there to be an official vote on the budget. Okay. Thank you. Uh, next we have item three, which is adjournment. Is there a motion to adjourn? So moved. Second. All commissioners in favor? Aye. 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 We are now adjourned. It Aye. is 12.08 p.m. Thank you.